0: So you've done the right thing, but you still get chastised for it. Why? Why does that take place? We'll talk about that next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. I think Paul nailed it. He said there'll come a time when they will consider bad good and good bad. And indeed, we see that a lot, but there is nothing new under the sun. In fact, today as we continue our series on the life of David, we take a look at a, a very poignant issue. Why am I treated badly when I've done good? You see, David experienced the same thing you and I experience on a regular basis. So, what are the answers? Well, that's what we're all about today. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
1: You said, Lord, I'm your child. You said you'd set me aside to be a king. You said it, I was a boy minding my own business, taking care of a few sheep, and you told me through the prophet, you're going to be the next king. I can't understand it. I'm being treated like a dog. This is not the way you treat king material. But I won't be afraid because I'm going to trust God's word. I want to tell you, dear friend, some of you don't read your Bible very much. That's your business. But I'll tell you this. When you're afraid, value won't do it. No, no, not really. It'll make you unconscious so you don't know what you're doing, but... When you sober up, you'll still have the things that made you afraid to start with. Get drunk all you want. When you're afraid, God's people have run to a word from God. This tranquilizes the soul like prayer and the word. I take my anxieties to him and I listen for his voice. Lord, is this the end? Will I die in this Judean wilderness running from an insane king? He said, this is what I wrote. He keeps on. let's go to uh, another place, Psalms 57, 1 through 3. Have mercy on me, O God, I'm running for my life. When did he write this? He fled from Saul into the cave. He's not, these are the songs that when he became king, he wanted to hear Song. Play me that song, number nine, that we used to sing in the cave. These are the songs. Not Lucille or I rip it up. No, no, no. Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for in you my soul takes refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Now, this means something. You seem in a dirty old cave. No showers, no toilets, no food, no heating, uh, summer winds, heat, a a, a wilderness. I'm going to hide in you, Lord, until the disaster has passed. I cry out to God Most High, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends His love and His faithfulness, and His love means a steadfast covenant-keeping love. It's a strong Kesset word. It's the kind of love that keeps covenant. It was a strong word He used with Israel. I keep covenant. I love you so much that when I say I love you and I exchange vows with you, Israel, I will never break my vow. It's a love that is bulldog determined to love. I call it stubborn love. Kathy Tricoli wrote it years ago. His stubborn love. It won't let go of me. This is what he's saying. When I was in that cave and about to abandon all hope, I realized the God that called me to be the next king has got a stubborn love. He won't give up on me even in a cave. And his faithfulness, that word literally means firmness, steadfast, and it came to have the sense of reliability. I can rely on you, Lord. I've lost everything in this exile. I've moved my mom and dad over to Moab so Saul won't kill them. I lost my wife, Michael. I haven't been with her for years. I lost my position in the king's court. I lost my national entity as a hero. I am on the most wanted list of the king of Israel, and I haven't done anything wrong. I'm the only man in Israel that seems to want to do it right. He writes in Psalms 59, 16, God is the only protection of his people. 59, verse 16. And notice the name of the psalm. Well, that was, that's a different one. In 59, when Saul had sent men to watch his house, David wrote a song about it. You ought to write a song about all your trials. Each trial, just write a song. That's what David did. Major times. Uh, called, these are called survival songs. 59, 16, what did he say? Well, look at verse 14. They return at evening, snarling like dogs and prowl about the city. They wander about for food and howl if not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. He's not growling, he's singing. In the morning I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. Look at verse 9 of this chapter. O my strength! I watch for you. You, O God, are my fortress, my loving God. See when he wrote it? They had an ambush around his house. He's living with the king's daughter. This is The king is my father-in-law. And he sends a band of men to ambush me while I'm with his daughter. But she loved him so much, she helped him escape. And what does David say? (laughs) You're my refuge in times of trouble. You become a fortress to me. Go with me. I've got so much material I could drown up here. Second Samuel twenty two. He writes a song after he's delivered. After he's made it over all of his victories. You ought to read this song. It is just so beautiful. It's not a chorus, it's fifty-one verses. And he writes a song. And in this, I just picked the letter R, it seems to say it all. God's my rock. God's my refuge, God rescues me, God redeemed me, God rewards the righteous. If you can just say R, you've got this chapter. Look what he says. He wrote this when? When God delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I've learned something in the wilderness. God is my rock. And the word rock in Deuteronomy was used of idols, and it was used of God. Moses said, we have no rock but our rock, because the pagan gods were made out of stone. They called them rocks. But Moses said, our God is really the solid God. He's rocky among in in all gods. He's rocky. He wins all fights. He's a rock. He's steadfast. He's strength.'" He's powerful. It's a metaphorical thing. Our God is stable. Our God wins. Our God's awesome. He's strong. So he's a rock. Well, what does the rock do for his servant? And this rock has turned out to be my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. Have you wondered why he used all this army stuff to describe his relation to God? Because enemies are shooting spears at him. They're coming out with knives. And he says, in God, I've got something that's a buckler. In God, I've got something that's a shield. In God, I've got something that protects me. I can take the beating. I can take the swords. I can take the chasing. I can take the running for 10 years. Because I'm hid in God. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. That's what he's saying. When you've lost your family, when you've lost your job, when you've lost your health, when you've got more enemies than you've got friends, sometimes in that school you find out, God, you're the only refuge I really got. No place to hide. Swindoll writes these words, Where do you turn when the, life, the bottom of life drops out? Where do you go when you're in the midst of fears and tears? You just discovered your son is a practicing homosexual. Where do you go? Your maid is talking separation or divorce. Your daughter has run away for the fourth time, and this time you're afraid she's pregnant. How about when you've lost your job and it's your fault? Or financially you've blown it? Where do you go when your parent is an alcoholic or you find out your wife's having an affair? Where do you turn when you flunk your entrance exam or you mess up the interview? Who do you turn to when you're tossed into jail because you broke the law? You have anyone you could turn to? David said, I, I've got a God that's like a rock to me in a weary land. I've got a God that is a refuge and I've got a God that rescues me. And now this is his testimony. Don't say God can't rescue. You say that to David. He says, you weren't there. I was out there 10 years. You weren't there in that court when those spears flew at me. And God kept them from hitting my head. This Saul was a soldier. He knew how to aim. But God knew how to push the spear a little bit over to the side. He said God rescued him. Why did God rescue him? Look at Verse 17. God rescued him because He cared for him. Verse 17. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. Have you ever been rescued from drowning? God did that to me one time at Long Beach or in that area. My brother David and I were there with our cousins, and I started drowning. I wasn't a good swimmer, but the tide the undertow got me. wasn't saved. There was no human being. My voice froze as I called for help. At least that's what my cousins and David said. David said this so much I was suspicious. Nobody was working lifeguard duty that day but God. He rescued me from drowning. I told him I'd serve him but I didn't. I broke my vow within two days. Uh... He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. Hear me now. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Verse 36, you give me your shield of victory. You stoop down to make me great. You hear that? God paid a cave visit. And David writes of the cave in this period. Let me read one other psalm and then I'm done. Psalms 142. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord. Where is he praying this? Do you see at the top? Where is he praying? When he was in the cave. This would be a prayer for you if you're in the cave. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. Before him, I tell my trouble. Do you ever do that? Say, <laughs> so, so Lord, I don't like your will. There's too many thorns on the way. Uh, I, if you just anointed me to be king, I, wanna, I like to resign the job. Get somebody else. I didn't ask to be king. It was your idea. Let's let, let all know. Get somebody else. Get some other chump to be your anointed. What the Jews have said for years. Lord, if this is where you treat the chosen, would you choose somebody else? We've suffered enough. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who know my way. In the path where I walk, men have hidden the snare for me. Look to my right and see. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge. My portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I'm in a desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. For they, they set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. When he felt like no man cared for his soul, he prayed in the cave. He said, you'll be my refuge. I must read the words. I have the words of a great song that Babby Mason and uh, Eddie Carswell wrote. Uh, The words are just beautiful. I I want you to see if you're on the run today. All things work for our good, though sometimes we can't see how they could. Struggles that break our hearts in two sometimes blind us to the truth. Our Father knows what's best for us. His ways are not our own. So when your pathway grows dim and you just can't see Him, remember He's still on the throne. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. He alone is faithful and true. He alone knows what is best for you. He sees the master plan. He holds the future in his hands. Don't live as those who have no hope. All our hope is found in him. We see the present clearly. He sees the first and last. And like a tapestry, he's weaving you and me to someday be just like him. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. He alone is faithful and true. He alone knows what is best for you. Some of you are in the cave that you've dug for yourself, you're in sin. You're, you're not in a cave, you're in the belly of a fish because you've chosen to run away. And that makes sense. You need to be cramped if you're running from God. You need the pressure. But if you're doing the right and you're not going to the happy hour and they're not giving you a promotion on the job because you don't tell dirty jokes, you don't chase women and you don't drink, and they always go over you for promotion. Remember, God knows where you are. If you're a woman uh, that I've lived through these experiences, and you've got three kids, and your husband hangs out at the bar, and when he comes home, he accuses you of infidelity, and he whips you that night forward, and he's the one that's unfaithful. And you go to a pastor who says, Keep submitting to God, and he'll deliver you. Give God time, lady. Give God time. In this situation, he eventually saved the woman's husband. It's so hard to do good when you're being done wrong. If they're stepping over you because you're a Christian, stepping over you because of the color of your skin, stepping over you for some bigot reason, Jesus gave you a model. Don't return evil for evil. Give them another cheek to smite because God will hear your prayer. And because he loves you, he will rescue you. God knows how to deliver the just out of their afflictions. Must have felt strange to end up stranded between an army and the sea. They must have felt forsaken, wondering why God wasn't all he said he'd be. When your back's against the wall, it's the hardest place of all. But somewhere between provision and impossibility, God will make a way. When there seems to be no way, forever he is faithful. He will make a road when you bear a heavy load. I know God will make a way. When a wall of circumstances leaves you crying in the night and you struggle till your strength is almost gone, God will gently hold you in the shelter of his heart and carve a road for you to carry on. So carry on. God will make a way for you. Are you on the run? Do you need a savior today? Maybe some of you have been ambushed by life and you need a savior. The God of the cave is also the God of the cross and the God of a new life. A Savior may be what you need, but you might be a beat-up child of God and you've become, you've become weary with doing good. He didn't tell us not to become weary of doing good because we can't do it. It's because we do become weary. Lord, I've been waiting for a long time for an answer. And he keeps getting meaner. I keep waiting for an answer and I keep getting sick. I need an answer. I'm in the cave. Would you bow your head? I wonder if there's anybody today that you feel like you're on the run. (laughs) You feel like uh, the enemy is chasing you all day long, and you don't know how to get away from wicked hands and terrible feelings, and you want prayer. You just raise your hand. We'll remember you. We want to... We'll have you pray with some of our past. Is there anybody here? You feel like you're on the run? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Anyone else that just say pray for me? God, look at my heart. I feel like uh I feel like all of life and all of hell has come against me. I'm discouraged. Our Father, it is such a painful experience to know that we can lose all of our friends in a day. That in a day, all that we were used to and the promotions from a victory can evaporate one afternoon when someone starts to vent their hate and their anger towards us. I pray for your, your battered people that are being mistreated in different situations and Our girls that try to be pure, nobody wants to date them. They're the ridicule of the other students. The wife that wants to be faithful to a husband that's struggling when everybody's saying leave him feels like everybody's against her, the husband and all the advisors. Father, there have been days we didn't have a song. And you had to come into the cave and sing to us. And you sang to us through your word. And you whispered again in our ears. You're my child. I will not give up on you. And I will not let the enemy win. I'm going to deliver you. For God is faithful. Who will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able. But with every temptation... We'll prepare a way of escape so that we may bear it. For God is faithful, who is able to deliver the righteous from all their afflictions. You are a God, a very present help in the time of trouble. I will trust you when I'm afraid. I will claim to you when my breath is going away and the doctors walk away and say, we give you no hope. I will trust you when she walks out. I will trust you when the daughter refuses to come home. All we have in the cave is you, Lord. Not our job, not our health, not our children, not our friends. You are all we really ultimately have. Would you talk to the Lord where you are? You know where you are. You know Cry out to him. Don't be silent. Just ask him for his help for wherever you are. If you want to be prayed with after the service, you come and some of us pastors will be here. It's wonderful just to pray with people and to assure their hearts, God has not forgotten you. If you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Father, work in the lives of people today. Give them hope that you're the god in the exile and in the cave you're only preparing us for a throne the suffering will lead to a throne and you said in second timothy that unless we suffer with you we'll never reign with you someday this suffering's going to be over all these trials and these pains and all that life can throw at an individual someday will fade into oblivion as we begin eternity, praising the name of our Deliverer God, who rescued us when we were besieged by the enemy. Help your people.
0: And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available. Again, they're at truthfortodayradio.org.